Met a girl downtown at the bar last night and we got to talking. Said she likes cheap drinks and tattoos and Morgan Wallen. She said, what about you? I said, I like late night bonfires, Yellowstone, Whiskey Myers, and lift the trucks with mud on the tires and I'm back. Feeling like a main buck still trying to live it What's up. What's on, guys? Welcome to the podcast intro for Non-Negotiable Brent. Uh, my name is Mike Rapson. I am one half of the brand slash podcast, but for now, I think I'm just going to be the voice uh, until my wife Jen gets on here. So if you guys know her well, get on her ass. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. But for now, you're stuck with me. Uh, I'm sitting here in, <clears throat> pardon me, what was our storage room junk facility in our house until recently, and we decided to turn it into our podcast studio. So uh, this is where I'm going to be at for our pod. I'm hoping to have some incredible guests on uh, in the very near future. I think you guys are going to be excited for that. Um, this is going to be a place where you can come and uh, and listen to some real, authentic uh, talk. Uh, you're not going to find anything fake here. No bullshit. No sugarcoating. Uh, anything. Um, you're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear some uh, of our life experiences. Um, as I'm sure a lot of you know who are listening right now, um, you know that I was a police officer for uh, 17 years. Um, t- today's actually, I guess a year ago today was my last day where I was officially a police officer. Uh, and, uh, my wife, uh, was also a nurse. So we're going to bring a lot of our, our experiences from there we're, we, we are going to definitely get into, um, the COVID bullshit, but we're not going to do it for very long. Uh, we will unpack our views on that. I'm not doing that today. This is just the intro. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into that shit because there's still a lot of people who are suffering, a lot of people who are still out of work, um, uh, including my wife. Uh, she was fired for not taking the jab, uh, which I think everyone knows now uh, was completely wrong. And uh, for those who don't think that that was wrong, well, we'll wait for you to come come to. Uh, but anyhow, this is the place where you're gonna come. We're gonna have some laughs. We're gonna have some fucking fun, um, serious talks. We're gonna unpack shit that. Uh, for the most part, a lot of societies basically been forbidden to talk about, or they think they have been forbidden. Um, but not here. We're going to unpack the shit that people don't want to talk about. Um, we're, we're going to focus a lot on mental health, uh, fitness moving forward from the last three years and even more, because I believe that society has been divided for many, many years, even before the COVID bullshit. Um, and I, I believe that it's fake. Um, having been a cop for so long and having seen the the worst of society, I guess you could say it. And even Jen, having been a nurse, um, seeing the the medical side of just the shitty parts of life and cancer kids and sick kids and kids who want to kill themselves and just sad, horrible shit. Um, what they portray on the news and what people portray life to be um, when it comes from the media and comes from our government are complete lies, in our opinion. So... We're going to be pushing a massive, massively positive aspect of the world. Um, When I left and my my Instagram post went viral, um, my biggest, the first thing I said was the world is beautiful and you are healthy. Stop listening to their shit. And I think that resonated with a lot of people, um, which is why I believe it got the reach that it did when I did that post. Um, Again, if you don't know anything about me or who the heck I am, I basically just announced to my two or two or three hundred friend uh, Instagram 
uh, friends, you can call them, as to why I left. And my absolute disgust with the system um, in terms of corruption with telling people they can't provide for the family and, and, and whatnot. I'm not going to get into a lot of that shit today um, because I want to focus on more where we're headed, which is uh, just building almost momentum in, into people and parents and gen- people in general just having the confidence to be themselves no matter what. Um, to discover your non-negotiables. Um, I think that's hugely important for you to be authentic and really who you are, um, not just being who you are between all the walls of your house um, or in private. I think that it's wrong. I think it's got to be exhausting to walk around every day and not be able to to voice any concern. As long as you're not being a dick or mean or or hurting people or stealing or robbing, I think you should be exactly who you are um, and that's it. That's done. I, th- I think everybody needs to have their non-negotiables. Um, your lines in the sand, pick whatever saying you want for that. But, um, things like providing, uh, when I, I had massive issue and Jen and I both had massive issue with people not being able to go to work when they were calling us essential, being a police officer and being a nurse that felt sick. It felt gross. It felt wrong. And to this day, um, a year after leaving, three years into this bullshit, I still feel the same way. And, and there's not a thing I would change in terms of my reaction to mandates and, and absolute tyranny. So, um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to be focusing on, on the good parts of life while unpacking uh, things that we think are, are completely tyrannical. But for the most part, we're moving forward. We're, we're going to fucking uh, interview some amazing people. Um, got some pretty awesome guests already lined up. Um, people who've ran marathons, um, games, athletes, um, farmers, uh, I'm going to have someone in here who, if we would have met, you know what? I, I don't know his full story yet, but if we would have met while I was a cop and he was in his previous career, things, things could be much different, but we're going to be fucking sitting down and people are going to be shocked at, uh, how cordial people can fucking be when you don't believe the narrative that's been shoved down our throats for years. Um, and I'm talking about the race baiting bullshit, uh, which I also do not agree with. I believe for the most part, everybody gets along. So you're going to love some of these interviews coming up. Um, going to touch on a few serious topics coming up uh, in the next episode. I'm uh, going to be talking about C21. I'm going to talk about how our, our government is claiming to um, claiming to protect our citizens in the upcoming banning of of the firearms from our hunters, from our farmers. Um, it's an absolute utter lie. Um, I can tell you that from experience, having been a cop for so long. Uh, I know that most cops will not be able to come out and say this. I know that most chiefs will not come out and say this. Um, for the most part, the only time you'll see police chiefs or or, or the brass or white shirts, whatever you want to call them, or even government uh, people come out uh, is when it's a popular thing to say. And I think that is wrong. I think they're shitty leaders. Um, C21 taking guns away from farmers and hunters will do absolutely nothing. It will correct 0% of gun crime. 0%. And let me tell you something. When you have people who have already decided to commit the crime of murder or robbery or aggravated assault or whatever, or threatening death with a gun, not even actually shooting it. They've already decided to commit a crime, okay? And the most serious and heinous of crimes, all right? 
and these psychos that go on these mass shooting events, <laughs> these people are so sick and so calculated that when a 12-year-old who can't spell can get a gun to do an armed robbery, I can tell you these psychopaths can also get guns. It is not hard. Our, our criminal justice system is not tough. Um, that's as far as I'm going to get into that right now. I don't want to fucking get on a rant already. Uh, you will learn that that uh, this is unscripted as it gets. Um, it there will be a little bit of swearing. Um, I do not think kids should be listening to this whatsoever. Um, that's another thing for us. Our our children are off limits. I think that in the last year or two, no, or three, um, the line in the sand and our children for some reason have been like fair play. Like we can just take them out of school or mask them or make them think that, you know, cops hate black people or that, uh, you know, telling a bunch of five-year-olds that, uh, you know, maybe if they have a penis that, you know, maybe they can have a vagina and, and that's fucking off limits. That's offside. I am not a transphobe. I am a concerned parent. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. And I can tell you right now, um, especially having Jen worked in a pediatric unit as long as she did, the mental health problems that have come out of the last three years is absolutely fucking devastating. All right. And when you want to start having some teachers, not all, because I know a ton of you message me, that's another another side problem we have are, are people afraid to speak out in, in their wherever their employment is or their family or whatever. Um, people are not speaking their truth or their opinion on things because they've been deemed to be a subject you can't talk about. Um, I am actually going to bring up one thing uh, in this intro before I, I'm done. Um, a parent actually reached out to me and, and when it comes to kids, fucking let me know if you have concerns because I will voice them on here. I'm hoping that my platform that, that, uh, I got over the last year, um, having been one to speak out um, in a photo in uniform, I had actually left, but um, I think people trust me. I think people that maybe never trusted cops, maybe maybe trust them a bit more now. I don't know. But I, I had a mother reach out to me, um, two parents actually from Pickering, Ontario, which is just east of Toronto. It's actually my hometown where I grew up. Um, I would say that would have been my hometown. I now live in Uxbridge, which is just north of Pickering, but it's still in the same school board. Uh, area and a, a parent reached out to me and I've actually got the email up here. I didn't want to fuck it up. Um, and there's a few reasons why I find this concerning uh, a JKSK. So junior kindergarten and senior kindergarten. So four and five year olds uh, in the town of Pickering at West Creek public school. And the only reason why I'm saying the school is because the parent has gotten nowhere. Um, I don't want to ever uh, speak the teacher's name and I'm not going to because I don't think that's a proper thing to do at least at this point but uh, this teacher had a 22 year old transgender person um, do a zoom presentation to four and five year olds uh, talking about how they were confused as a three year old um, as to what gender they were here's my problem with this um, I've actually just started reading a book. It's called The End of Gender. It's by Dr. Deborah So. She's actually a Canadian uh, scientist who studies um, gender issues or sex, uh, a lot of sex stuff and whatever. But um, here's my issue with this. Number one, the parents weren't told about it. All right. They had no idea this was coming. Uh, number two, it's not in the curriculum. I have a son in, in, in uh, junior kindergarten right now. And I can fucking tell you what, if this happened at my, at my kid's school, heads would be rolling. 
bad, bad day. All right. This is not, this is not right. So the parents weren't even told about it. All right. Having read this book or I'm I'm almost done, but uh, a huge part of this, and and this is where everyone needs to fucking listen. Um, There's been 11 studies done worldwide ever uh, regarding um, how children perceive their gender uh, at a young age. And from these 11 studies, there's only ever, ever been 11. The, uh, result of these children is 60 to 90% of children who question their gender um, up to the age of puberty no longer did after hitting puberty. All right. So if we split that in the middle, that's three out of every four children. So 75% of kids do not question their gender after puberty. All right. And if you want to try to convince me that a five year old needs to hear that their penis doesn't need to be there. Maybe they have a vagina or whatever this person's story is. I don't care. I'm not a transphobe, but you keep your fucking opinion on this stuff out of our kids' classrooms at that age. I'm not even certain this is something that should happen in in older primary school ages. All right. Um, But that pair reached out to me. Uh, I feel sick, especially because it's it's fucking right down the road. Um, I don't know, man. Like my older brother's gay. I've I've spoke about it on uh, on a few of my posts. I have no problem with how anybody acts as an adult, as long as you stay the fuck away from our children. All right. I have a strong view of of how pedophiles should be dealt with. I'm not going to get into that on this first episode, so I don't get banned from the internet. But I have a really strong opinion on that. But in terms of what our kids need to be taught at that age, it's fucking one plus one, how to spell, all right? <laughs> this fucking teacher introduced books called Born Ready, The True Story of a Boy Named Penelope. Fuck off, okay? No, no, sorry. Another book called Red, A Crayon Story. This red crayon is coloring blue. <laughs> Guys, no. And you know what's fucking wild is I know most parents agree with everything I'm saying right now and we're going to make here, here's the huge thing of the pod we're going to make this cool again to speak up as parents and protect our kids inundate our schools if they teach our kids this nonsense at that age all right uh, I, I'm three quarters of the way through this book and it's confusing at the age of 38 all right so uh, that's that for for going too deep into into a, into something already but um we're moving forward. We're not looking back. Um, we're going to unpack shit, but we're going to, we are going to definitely move forward. We're going to focus on everybody getting their mental health back together. We're going to build back small business. Um, well, well we can, and you know, until JT introduces his 25th fucking carbon tax, um, all my money's going to be going to small businesses whenever I can. I'll, I'll spend $15 for a fucking jar of honey. If I, if I have to, as long as I can, because they were just crucified in the last three years. And I think that we have to, as a community and as a society, support the small businesses that got fucked um, and they shouldn't have, right? So that's another another huge thing. Um, and again, the fitness. Um, if you haven't already, uh, I've posted it probably once a week, but listen to episode 208 of uh, Real as Fuck um, podcast with Andy Frisella. It's the 75 hard slash real or sorry, slash live hard program. It's not just a fitness challenge or whatever people want to call them. It's a full blown, um, 
way of living it, your life and having it be better. Jen and I did 75 hard. I will say it's the best best decision I've ever made for my my physical and mental health ever. Um, and having lived uh, as a cop and having had doctors prescribe me shit, thank God I didn't take it. Um, knowing people who have been prescribed shit and it's been years since they've been trying to get off it. I can tell you that, that, uh, taking care of your health will save you from a, a nightmare of, uh, drugs and substance abuse and depression and whatever, uh, PTSD and all that is a really big problem in my previous line of work. And especially after the last three years for pretty much everybody, um, so that's a huge thing. So do me a favor and just fucking listen to that episode um, of episode 208. You will thank me. Um, if you want to do it or have questions about it, ask me. Um, you can find us at non-negotiable.brand on Instagram. And if you have any thoughts or questions or suggestions or whatever, we're a fucking open book. Um, if if you were awesome and supported us in our, our first launch of the non-negotiable freedom line, concerns whatever if you don't like something love something have an idea send her um send that to nn dot the podcast at gmail.com um yeah we're, we're an open book we will absolutely do our best our our brand our podcast our culture um this community this fucking team is non-negotiable we are not going to be we are not going to be told what we can say on here we will not be introducing sponsors or any of that shit if they want us to have a different opinion than, than is our own, we are not bending, right? Our fucking line in the sand is what it is. I expect everybody to try to, to dig up their own uh, non-negotiables or lines in the sand or whatever. Um, I'll tell you one thing before I'm done. Uh, Riley, my daughter, she's fucking cute. She's so funny. She, uh, she's like, daddy, all you're wearing is non-negotiable stuff. What are you doing? Non-negotiable merch. They got that from somewhere on YouTube. And I, I'm like, fuck, okay, how do I how do I explain to a seven-year-old what n- this non-negotiable freedom stuff means or non-negotiable brand or um, like she has no idea that a massive part and reason why Jen and I took the stand that we did was for them. So it's really hard to, you know, we'll, we protect our kids from uh, the fake bullshit and even the real bullshit, right? You don't tell them why you protect them from certain things, but... I didn't really want to get into it. So I just asked her, I I asked Riley, what's important to you? Like, what's super important to you? And she said, my family. I'm like, perfect. All right. All right, kid. I said, okay, well, your family is non-negotiable. And yeah, you're going to learn that I'm a softie when it comes to my kids. And she said, yeah. And if anyone bullies my brother, I will protect him. That's it. She fucking, she nailed down the, basically the focus and, and the fucking everything about this brand and this, this culture and our family. And she doesn't even fucking know it yet, but I loved that. I thought it was great. Um, she described it all to a T and she's seven fucking years old. I love it. I'm so proud of that kid. But anyways, um, you, you can find us anywhere you find podcast. We will be on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate all the love. The last, the last year has been the best fucking year of our lives. When you, when you live who you are to a T and you don't compromise who you are, I promise you really fucking awesome shit happens. Really cool things happen, right? It's, it's just believe in karma, believe in faith. I have faith and it's been a fucking great year and, uh, we thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys soon.
Don't ask me for my opinion. I don't want y'all to get offended. Everybody's just so sensitive. It's crazy, it's ruined so many friendships. Okay, I'ma come back later. Why would I care about my haters? All I care about is my friends, my family, and my Lord and Savior. I'm back.